Hey guys, it's Corinne. Just a quick little disclaimer before we start this one. Obviously, with life being what it is right now, we can't quite record like we normally would do, so all these interviews are done over the internet. So there's a little bit of a variation in some of the sound quality because, you know, not everyone's got a decent mic set up and stuff like that. So hopefully you can forgive us for a little bit of variation. Hopefully it's still interesting and entertaining um, and it's really good to be back. So enjoy. Oh, it's sorry, you. is it me? Yes. For God's sake, you plan these things. Hi, I'm Mark. That's not what you're supposed to say. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can tell we've out. not done this in a while, can't you? Yeah. Uh, so, you should probably know who we are by now, but I'm Mark. Of course. That really did not turn out as well as we'd hoped it was going to. But anyway. We'll fix it in editing. Uh <laughs> calamitous beginning over let's have a little drink with our clinky eyes hooray Mm. welcome back to a new mini series that we're going to be calling locked in the maze i'm just borrowing my own pun from myself which we're going to talk a little bit more about what that's going to entail in a bit but you know firstly how are you hope you're well yeah are we okay you know lockdown three is hitting pretty hard not gonna lie I think talking to friends, it's kind of everybody is having a bit of a crap time right now. Mm. Um, I think it's been so long. We're all struggling a bit. I've run out of DIY. <laughs> He's run out of DIY. That's almost true. Run out of DIY you actually want to do. I know. And now I'm like... I, I, <laughs> what else can I decorate? Like idle hands. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we thought we'd start the podcast again just to keep ourselves sane in the right way. And it feels like I can talk to someone that's not you. Oh, great, thanks. Except you're talking to me right now. Yeah, but there's other people that I'm imagining who are listening to this uh, that I'm true. talking to. Yeah, okay. I mean, I spend half the time talking to you imagining I'm talking to someone else, so... <laughs> I'm kidding, it's not true. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Anyway, wow. um... So... Happy fourth anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been, so it's been a year since we started this podcast. Yeah. Like, just over, which is a bit mad. Um, and, like, we never thought when we started this podcast that anything was going to turn out like it did. Like coronavirus was something that was happening in China. And it's a bit like SARS. Like we yeah, heard, we heard about like SARS, yeah, but it never actually... Yeah, it's going on, but it's not, it doesn't affect me. We never thought for a second that festivals weren't going to happen. We were so hyped about the ARG. You know, everything was amazing. I, I know, darling, I'm sorry. <laughs> and yeah, now we're here a year later and we still haven't had any festivals and there isn't an ARG. And we don't really know well, what's going on. Well, there isn't an Boomtown ARG. Oh, no, this is true. Yeah, so Pictures of Gwen is still on the horizon. But we thought, you know, the guys that we know from Boomtown, they're still doing stuff. Mm. Like, there's so many things that have, like, awesome creative things that people are doing for you guys to enjoy at home. And we thought, why not do some podcasts about them? Because we've done a few. There's been some great stuff we've done during lockdown. And yeah, we thought we might as well do a few episodes and let you guys know some of the cool stuff we've been doing that you can also do. Sounds good. <laughs> you need to like reply and not just nod at me. <laughs> I've got, I'm having communication problems. I haven't spoken to anyone on this. <laughs> no, I'm talking uh, out loud. What is this? So yeah, there's there's a lot of passionate people who still have the burning desire to entertain people uh, and entertain themselves. And in doing that at the same time, we have, I think, at least 
eight podcasts worth of content something like that and it might turn into more like i think a lot of the so we started kind of getting into the world of immersive theater through some of the guys who work at boomtown that we've met through our interactions with them and then realizing that there's more and more and more and more and more of that stuff out there and a load of the companies that do live in person immersive theatrical events normally have created additional awesome online content for people to do during lockdown so we've started doing some of those things and i think Probably more stuff's going to come out the woodwork as we move on, maybe. But like we said, we've got probably six to eight episodes at the moment about some cool shit that we've done and people that we know. And we're going to do a podcast with five guests at one point, which is going to be... (laughs) I'm so terrified about that one. Oh, God. I'm so glad I don't know how to do the editing of this. (laughs) I'm terrified. So we're going to begin this week with the latest venture by probably everybody's favourite Boomtown character. Let's be honest. Even if I did call him creepy. What, the man behind the mask? <laughs> Mr. Bliss. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, lo- lovely Liam, who has finally decided he's ready to out himself as Mr. Bliss, is part of a company called Buck Buck Games, who have various different online interactive games and events that you can take part in. Um, please go and have a look at their website. It's Buck Buck, is it BuckBuckGames.com? Yes. Great, it is BuckBuckGames.com. We'll be talking about another one of their games, actually, that's quite new in another episode that we got the chance to playtest a few weeks ago, which was awesome. But for this episode, we're going to be talking about Bant's Quest, which is Liam's brainchild, which is an awesome interactive group game where you get to go to the nightclub of your dreams and try and get the DJ, DJ Megabants, to play your ultimate club banger. And considering none of us can go out at the minute, this sounded like the most fun thing to do. Um, We've actually done it twice. (laughs) We're going to talk a bit about our experiences. We also have the absolute pleasure of having Liam, Mr. Bliss, here to talk to us. Well, we had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago. And also another guy called Dan Burnham, who is one of the hosts of Bant's Quest. He's also acted at Boomtown. And he also is part of a... Um, live online D&D group called the Waterdeep Mole Rats who we're also going to talk to in a later episode that's my five person nightmare nightmare Um, (laughs) so we're going to speak to Liam first about kind of what he's been doing since Boomtown what inspired him to make this game how things have been going for him then we're going to talk sort of between us and a couple of our mates who we did Bant's Quest with about our experiences of doing it and then we're going to come back at the end and we're going to talk to Liam and Dan, who was our host the for one time. of the times that we played it, yeah. about sort of how they both feel about hosting it and what they're both doing. So hopefully you guys find this interesting. We'll be back at the end for a little sum up bit. But uh, yeah, nice to be back. Yeah, so... See you on the other side. So, as we said, we now have... Liam with us. Say hi, Liam. Hello. Hello. Oh, he, he should have said hi, Liam. He didn't say hi, Liam. Sorry. He's not as lame wow. as we are. No, just messed up my intro straight off the bat. Great. <laughs> he's already proving that he's cooler than we are, and that's okay. I'm all right with that. So, as we sort of hinted at in in the introduction, quite a lot of our fans probably have a fairly decent idea of who you are. Um, that's nice. <laughs> that's always <laughs> makes me feel nice and <laughs> about it. Would you like to uh, to to tell the audience why they know you? 
why they know me, not or how they, they know how me. How they like, might why, know you, not why. Why do you know me? Um, <laughs> why do you know? <laughs> yeah, why do you know me? I didn't um, mean that to come across in such an offensive way. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Um, so for the last th- four, three, four years, um, I have inhabited Mr. Bliss, uh, the proprietor of Momentary Bliss at a Boomtown Festival. And yeah, this is like the first, this is the first time that I've ever openly said that to other people like <laughs> that aren't in my like my team basically it's all right um, it's a safe space you can yeah no it's i think yeah. i think with um you know everything that's been going on i've, I've come to terms with it, but i kind of liked keeping what what we call in the wrestling business kayfabe i like to keep like the undertaker does he was always the character <laughs> and no never yeah, everything yeah. else but um it's also quite nice i think now i've chatted to people and people seem to know and also because I'm doing other things as well and I want people to know about them and chat about them uh I've come to terms with that yes I am Mr Bliss and <laughs> whatever happens in the future I'll always be Mr Bliss but uh right now uh I am Liam who messes up his introductions I just had this <laughs> I just had this really sudden memory of you know when we did the episode of the reaction video to the launch like the launch yeah. video for for 2020 boomtown that never happened there's a little soundbite of me going there's something deeply suspect about mr bliss <laughs> and, and that and that's rightly so there has always been something but also something so calming and approachable which i think is always the is always the kind of the the dichotomy of all of it he you know he he's I a mean, businessman apart from when you're trying to build a giant glass dome and to protect people, to protect people, Corin. That's why we yes, built yeah, the dome. This is it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the, Mr. Bliss only has good, good intentions. Uh, Never had anything but yep. blissful intentions. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. I don't think you could ask anyone who's left Momentary Bliss if they've had a bad time, and they would say they had. I think everyone always has a good time at Momentary Bliss. I think actually, like, not to dwell on on the Boomtown side of things too much, but th- my most, the first year that I I went to Boomtown 2013, but I didn't really do any of the story, and then the first year that I properly went to sort of do storyline stuff with Mark, the thing that we did that properly made me go, what the fuck is going on? Was momentary bliss. <laughs> that makes me very happy to know. We that. had a couple's like therapy session in momentary bliss. Yeah. Um, what was it called? Uh, we, we had to go for, it was the. We it was had, like a cleansing. We had to be, cle- it was like cleansing ourselves of technology. Yeah. It, we had to, it, there was a. Oh, oh the third, was it third alignment? No. Um, mm heart song heart song therapy where you had to put your phone away yes and then yeah. you hum the song that's in your heart can you yes. hear it yeah that was the one because we had to go for a special had a special, special treatment. treatment and yeah. then prove that you mr bliss was doing something mischievous with the group and yeah and i was the, i was perhaps slightly wavy at the time as well and mm. like just came out of there like fuck have i just experienced like what is going on like i just did that actually happen? I'm not sure. I mean, that that is always brings a smile to my face because that's I mean, it's half that because when we when we're kind of thinking about what we want to do as a, as a venue and as people, we come up with just the craziest things. And what Boomtown's beautiful is, is it lets you do them. And uh, <laughs> and it's and it's been absolutely lovely because like even though obviously we didn't have stuff, we were building to some really big things. And we, I want there to be more things for bliss in the future for sure however that happens oh i hope um so. we want more things in the future to be something that we can do um i don't know what that is yet but something and um the outpouring of love and like kind of just people who wanted to still engage with bliss i mean my instagram mr bliss official is still very much open and people still <laughs> do message me um Amazing. and 
I even tried. Um, I've I've approached. I've I've applied for a cameo account just yes! to see whether or not yes! it will actually happen. Um, but like as I say, like it's uh, it's it, it it always just makes me feel good to just see everyone who's you know had a weird experience, had a great experience, just had an experience where they were like, I don't know what I just did. It's just always so lovely to see that. I mean, I officiated a wedding like a year ago, like a full on wedding. Oh my God. Um, because someone actually messaged me and asked me to officiate their wedding at Boomtown. And that was a proud, proud moment. When I get to interact That's with incredible. people. And like, even like, and people like yourselves who really have done so much for the story as well, because Aww. people who actually get involved, say yes and do stuff and then do weird stuff and they're Everything. cool with it, you yeah. know? And that's, that's, that's part of the beauty of Boomtown, I think, is just those little moments that you remember forever, like having to like worship a jewel encrusted mobile phone and listen to your heart song or like people who get put into a sleeping bag and reborn, um, you know, to find or their innocence. Or to be an animal or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, um, it's, it's, there's there's so so much. I of really that. I really hope that there is there is more from Momentary Bliss uh, in the future and more from Mr. Bliss because yeah, I will certainly I would certainly miss it if it is not around for sure. How did you even like get into it in the first place? Like you've done so Bliss, you've done for three years at Boomtown. Yeah. How did you get into the whole world of like live theatrics and all of that? So, I mean, I've worked in interactive immersive theatre for, for years and years, but this would have, would have been my sixth year at Boomtown. Um, so I used to be part of the, the town hall before it burnt down many years ago um, <laughs> due to that wicked masked man. Uh, I was part of Comrade Jose's army. I was a sergeant in her army for two years. Nice. And I actually got involved because a dear friend of mine, uh, a guy named Andy Broadhurst, messaged me uh about 2 a.m uh on just a random night i was on a bus going home and he was like do you want to come to this house party in london bridge like it's it's crazy and i went no nah, mate i'm going home and he went oh, all right fair enough and then he <laughs> said well would you want to do this thing called boomtown then like i mean i think they'd be really good like you should come and do that and i was like <laughs> all right that sounds fun and i got introduced to uh nat and joe who were running the the group um and I was told that by Andy that me and him would be doing a scene together. And after about two weeks of rehearsals, I found out that Andy was no longer coming um, and hadn't really planned on coming <laughs> to the thing, but knew that I wouldn't. <laughs> Did he just volunteer you as tribute? He knew that, that I wouldn't happened? do it if I didn't know somebody in it. So he basically just Aww. said, I'm going to be there. And then once he knew I was settled, he basically said, no, I'm not coming, but I'll still drive you. He said, <laughs> I'll still drive you down there. Aww, I was like, I, look, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a gorgeous soul. Um, but yeah, so that's how I ended up doing it. And I tell you, like, you, you know, Boomtown is now where I've met most of my closest, dearest friends. Um, and Aww. you know, that B Boomtown became a place for us to just go for a week and just do something. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, we, just mess with I people. think also because we we create different realities for people on like you know that's our job like doing the interactive stuff like um the immersive world stuff we're constantly creating different worlds but this was one that we kind of really had investment in because it also just became our playground it's where we were allowed to do more things when you're doing things for a brief or for a client or something like that yeah, you kind of you have to stick yeah, to what yeah. you're doing um or even if you're cast in a show you don't usually have a lot of say. Whereas here, like even when I was starting out, I had control over stuff that I wanted to do. 
And then two years in, Nat and Joe came to me and said, do you want to run your own venue? And I said, I mean, I don't think I'm ready. Would like, would you rather me like pit Aww. boss, like, which is our cut term for like the, the theatrical stage manager. Like, would you rather pit boss yeah, for, yeah, us, yeah, for like you? And, boss. um, and they said, no, no, we want you to take your own space. And then I literally sat down with a friend and went, what would fit in what was Butler's Alley at the time in Mayfair? Um, we were yeah. like, what's, what's going to fit? And I said, a spa, we should do a spa. And it should be like, but it shouldn't do anything of worth. It should all be about like internal cleansing and feeling good. But I said, but also I want people to actually feel good when they leave. And that was our biggest thing. And on that first year, we were a tiny boutique with a queue. Like you had to wait for like an hour to get in. The queue was huge mm. because it was so small and people weren't sure what it was. But people would jump out, as you say, like being a jungle animal or like rolling around. And I made that first year, I made it a point to off every single person who came out. I was like, can I have a hug? And every single person without <laughs> fail, they would come and hug because they'd had a really good time. People would actually say like, I really needed that. And I was like, that's what we wanted to do was just create That's something so where it was a little moment of calm it's kind of like to be honest it's what happens when you go up to whistler's green you know it's like you yeah. go up to whistler's yeah, green yeah, yeah, yeah. you take a few yeah. hours but what if you don't have a few hours or the ability to walk up the hill what you do is you come to momentary bliss <laughs> and you do something absolutely batshit crazy um and it makes you feel something that you're not quite sure what it was but when you walk out you're like I feel calmer, I feel happier. And then I can get on with this malaise Absolutely. that is the rest of Boomtown, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, I think I think you 100% achieved that as well. Like, Thank that's you. definitely yeah. how I felt. I really love that that was your intention too. It's really 100% cool belief was always our nature-based thing. As I said <laughs> to each of my team. Gung-ho. Everyone, right 100% belief every time. I love it. Belief. Belief. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so you said you've done immersive theatre for years. Like what, um, other than Boomtown, what are like, if you can briefly like talk about some of the cool yeah. things that you've done um, so, previous before we get on to the here and now. So when I first moved to London, the first thing I did was Yumi Bum Bum Train. So I was a, a featured performer in that um, when it was in Holborn. Mark's like, Mark's got no idea. But sure, I, know I mean, <laughs> so they're like, they do like big, it's lots of, lots of single immersive experiences, one after the other, connected by weird things but you do these extremely realistic things so like you host your own talk show or you come out of this tunnel and you're handed a dog and you do crafts <laughs> like it's insane the amount that goes into it but you, they're all volunteers as well so the first thing I did was I volunteered there and I was a police officer and I would have to come into a police cell and handcuff the person and then escort them down a corridor to meet a criminal psychologist and I'd been nice. in London like I don't know like six weeks and I was handcuffing Stephen Fry and like moving him down a corridor <laughs> or um oh my God. like uh, I, I <laughs> one of my crowning achievements was hearing Teller from Penn and Teller speak because Teller came through and spoke to me oh because obviously God. that's the stage persona but they're a person and they yeah and yeah, they, yeah no I, I'm I was literally, like you can't see this but I'm losing my shit yeah, that's what this, <laughs> that was what, so I was handcuffing Teller I handcuffed um Catherine Tate. How long did the handcuffs stay on? Sorry. Oh, to be fair, <laughs> played ga the game and obviously stayed in the handcuffs the entire time. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Um, and then I kind of, I did, so I started doing Boomtown and I run my own immersive theatre company. So I did a lot of commission stuff. We did, we created a, a mead uh, tavern in uh, Deptford using gazebos to recreate the death of Christopher Marlowe. Um, I did a, uh, like an 800 nice audience uh immersive 
kind of choreographed piece around this old metal works in Deptford that was being demolished for housing. And we also did like a binaural sound thing where you went through the, the, the factory and it had a lot of interviews from people who worked there when they were there originally, but mixed with actors doing pieces in the area. So you'd be in the break room oh, chatting to cool. people who were there on their break. And then, so I've done, I've done a lot of work at the vaults, a lot of things at Vault Festival. We did a thing called The Neath years ago where you were kind of in hell. And I played Gradic the Greedy, who ate who ate your dreams, which was a really fun little job to Ooh. do. Um, where I'd like nice. kind of use a li- a blue liquid in a little cup and then like spit out crystals, and that was their dream. Um, and they get to keep it as like a memento. I did Dinner Is Coming, which is the uh, Game of Thrones themed immersive uh, dinner dining experience at the vaults. So I was playing the. <laughs> Uh, Varicose was the name, which is Varis. <laughs> I was playing the uh, the Whisperer. Um, oh, nice! So we did that. That was like a good four months, um, which was. Mark's got no idea because he never watched Game of Thrones. Fair enough. I mean, I w- I watched it, but I wasn't. I mean, it was the last. The last series came out while we were performing it, so there was lots of mixed reactions going on as it happened. Oh god, yeah, mm. <laughs> everything went a bit exactly. wrong in the TV show, and you're like, um, oh. and then doing. I've just done loads of little smaller events for people, like one-offs, and then the last thing I did until when we were in lockdown is um. I was doing a thing called Dante's Inferno, which is like going, it's the story of Billy Markham, who is a character who beat the devil basically um, in a game of dice um, and went down to hell to find their partner. And it was a completely ungendered performance. So all of us played all four characters. So some days I'd play Nancy, some days I'd be Billy, some days (laughs) I'd be a demon or the devil. Um, and that's still go. That will be coming back. We have still sold months worth of tickets to come back. So when it comes back, that oh, will be yeah. back at the vaults. Yeah, and just you know, just like any time, like people are doing. I've, I've done some online stuff for uh, Parabolic. Oh uh, yeah, we you did, did um... specs, which I did, but I wasn't in the show that you we're doing yeah hopefully we're gonna be able to do a bit of an episode about with with some parabolic theater as well which yeah they've got a new show just about to come out which is looking superb so i will give i'll get you in contact with owen who is um the artistic director of parabolic you'll absolutely have a a good chat with him he is superb as i say i put it i want it on record the greatest game mechanics guy uh that i've ever worked with as far as that does not that does not surprise me like i i was I was a little bit reticent about doing England Expects in a way because I I just thought it wasn't really my bag. Like I didn't I didn't really think I'd enjoy it. And then I was really bowled over by how they did it, how the mechanics worked, how great the actors were as well. Like I yeah. was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it and how much had been put together in like I guess two or three Not months much as well. time yeah yeah they, they are the they are machines and it's and owen had asked me to be in a, sh- a show or audition for a show a previous year and i was doing dinner is coming so i couldn't but it has always been something i'd loved i really wanted to work with him on something so i was really happy to do this and hopefully get to work with him again in the future on something else yeah so that i mean that's that is a list it's not exhaustive but obviously mm. currently in the no, way we're working we're doing that but also bant's quest which i know you guys came yes. and did as well this is what well, this is, this why, is why we're, we're here, here, I guess, is to, to talk Segway. about Bands Quest, really. I like that. That was nice, smooth. Nice. It's smooth until I call attention to how smooth it is. And then it's suddenly like a rocky road of transitions. <laughs> it's fine. It's about, that's like probably the level of professionalism that Mark and I strive for. So right, good. It's, well, I'm, it's you're, I'm on the level. That's exactly where I am. <laughs> exactly. It's all good. And um, Cos is really good editor. 
she, she's managed to take out loads of my thinking ums out of oh it. My God. She's really good at just nailing out the numbers. Oh, you, guys, really you guys, I'm sure, understand this because, you know, you will have been in things that have been edited, but God, listening to your own voice for ages is tiring. It's, it, it can be, exactly. Especially if you're not a fan of your own voice. Like, I do some voiceovers and I don't think I've ever sent a voiceover I'm happy with to the client. <laughs> I mean, they'll use it, but I'm always like, oh, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I know. I think I think everyone's like that with, with particularly creative people with any any creative thing. I think most people, particularly most people who are anyway decent at doing the things that they do, constantly criticize everything that they make and the finished product. Like they're probably proud of it, but they're probably always like, I could have done that better. Oh, no, 100 percent. Well, the thing is, if you if you don't I mean, you can be proud of a project and it can be exactly as you envisioned it. But if you don't think. I could have done that slightly better, then you're not going to be pushing yourself to do the next mm. thing. And Absolutely. I think I always say, like, if you're not nervous before you go on it, I'm always nervous before I do anything, like whether I do this podcast or whether I'm doing a show. And I like the nerves because it reminds me that I care about what's about to happen. 100%. And if I don't have the nerves, I obviously don't care about how this performance is going to go. So it means it will usually not be... Yeah my a game so I, I much prefer hmm. to be nervous and then as soon as you get on and you start doing it you're good to go i complete i think that's the same in, in yeah. anything like i i say that every day in in my working life as a nurse as well mm -hmm. like i still get nervous i said to a student recently i was like part of becoming more experienced is just not looking like you're nervous <laughs> like you're still nervous and that makes you good at what you do but you just get better at kind of dealing with those it's kind of like a, a swan them. You know, that glides on the exactly. surface, but is peddlers underneath, you know? Like a swan that glides. Gliding yeah. swan. Anyway, enough about that. Bant's Quest. <laughs> yes, Bant's Quest. <laughs> so where, where the hell did Bant's Quest come from? So Bant's Quest came out of me sitting down with uh, Ben Tucker, who runs Buck Buck Games, and Paul Flannery, who is known for Nightmare Live, amongst other amazing Ooh. things and okay. uh yeah okay. exactly and uh we were just having a chat about creating some online stuff we had a few ideas about bits and things and they were starting to do uh questiony which was is the online version of of the mmorpg show that paul does which i can't say anything bad about it's a fantastic piece of fun after evening afternoon to do and it's and i was we were, we were chatting and we said, um, like, what's something that we missed was just going to the pub or going out with our friends. And I said, well, what about if we did like, you know, we, we were both, we were all chatting and we were saying like doing like a kind of almost like an RPG role play kind of Dungeons and Dragons, but going out. And I said, it would be called Bant's Quest and it would have to be firmly tongue in cheek, like the kind of people who want to go out for top Bant's, you know? And, um, <laughs> and then I said, look, yeah. I'm going to go away and I'd like to write the format and how to do it. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. Let's just have a go. And um, I, I went away and it just kind of flowed. We chatted about kind of things that might go into it, but like I just started writing and it all just kind of came out. So you just write the scenarios I started by figuring out who the characters would be and what the squad would be like. So each of the characters have their own modern day equivalent of, you know, just in case some people who don't like D&D &D and get tricked into playing it, they're based on D&D <laughs> characters. So if you're playing a, the raconteur, you're actually a bard. And like the barbarian is the heavy muscle one. So like, you know, if, if someone says you're the muscle, you're actually a barbarian. <laughs> and all these things. So we kind of started looking at what oh they was Oh my God, I've been duped. Being. You've been duped into playing D&D, &D, everyone. Wait till they find out that Boomtown Maze is just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that is the, we were the biggest laughers around. Like, Look at me here with my foam sword. 
<laughs> but um, we just we we said we'd do that, and then I said what I wanted to do was I wanted to make a system that is if you have played D and D before, you understand the basics, but if you haven't, that it's something that you can pick up in a heartbeat. So I went with the D six, which Everyone's everyone knows as the normal dice. dice. Yeah, it's a normal dice, die dice, whatever it is. But you have one of those at home, and. Uh, there's a the system called Blades in the Dark, which I'd started playing with a few friends, and that's a D6, multiple D6. But I was like, look, one D6, if you roll a one, two, or a three, it doesn't happen. Four, five, six, it does. Absolutely. But depending on how good you roll is how well yeah. or how it's, bad yeah. it's it that goes. It's that mechanic, but it's making it accessible to everyone, even if you've never played a exactly. role-playing game before. And then I tested it with friends who've never played role-playing before. I tested it with seasoned D&D people um, and everyone was having fun. And the main thing about it is have a laugh. You like you're, you're, you literally choose a song that you all want to dance to. You're encouraged to drink, to dress up. Everyone's like having like putting on their party kind of party outfits. Mm. And your aim is to get DJ Megabands to play the ultimate club banger. And that's what you get. And the thing is, is it's an hour and a half of creating someone new it can be as close to you or not as you want and then just as a group going out there and having fun just taking the mic um and getting into the club seeing the different tropes creating it yourself and then just aiming to do those things and and actually what people try and do is hilarious but the thing is as we (laughs) say in the game there's no wrong answers like there's no wrong answers. If you do something that sounds absolutely incredibly stupid, but you roll a six, my God, is that going to work <laughs> for you? You know, and it's just, it's just, it's meant to be like, especially with all of the games, it's meant to be a. That's fun. the beauty of having people like yourself who are, you know, improv. people who act and can, and can improv and can do that and can roll with whatever. Like we'll talk a little bit later when we've got Dan here as well. After we've talked a bit about our experience of playing Banks Quest about sort of things that we actually did um maybe if i can remember because yeah. i was quite drunk um it, it didn't help as well once we knew the format we we're like ah this is the stupid things and ridiculous but no it really like the sort of overplaying just dnd with your friends like playing something like that with with professional actors is you guys can improv somebody doing something completely ridiculous and and, and, then, and then world build around it as well yeah but that's that's it is you it, it might be something ridiculous but it's not in the world and yeah. it is for us to then make sense of it and then also make it work for you yeah. because at the end of the day it's as i say the main thing is fun like if any show that you do any of the buck buck shows or any of the online stuff, you're supposed to be having fun however intense it gets however comical it gets whatever it is by the end of it if you haven't come out of it saying you know, that was a good time then that's we haven't done our job yeah, yeah. properly you know because it doesn't matter i mean and dan will tell you when he's here like he's had some people who have gone completely left field and i think there was one group that didn't even make it to the club like they didn't even make <laughs> oh it into the club God. and i'm sure he'll go into more detail but like he told me about it afterwards and i was oh just my like God. okay what? okay we're talking about we're talking about that in a minute <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna make a little note <laughs> yeah but this has also been what's been amazing and lovely from doing this show because i started off it was just me doing the show and um, Ben gave me the platform. He marketed it for me and we just started doing it. But then we started to sell enough that I could get people that I knew would be amazing at it. Um, and the thing is like, if you are a, a familiar boom towner, then you might see your a familiar face, but to be honest, you'll have a f- pretty much anyone that would do the run for you is a familiar face. If you've been to our district as it were, because these are the people that I love and respect. So I know that something I wrote that I'm very, and I'm very 
picky about who I work yeah. with. Once I work with people, I'm I love them and they're with my family forever. But I am I I know that it takes a lot for me to get kind of give away something that has my name on it also just something that I've worked yeah. on but like I I would put those in the hands of people like Rob people like Dan who I'm you'll you'll meet I think even through other I'm hoping in the future on other podcasts you'll probably see them um but like you know these people who are like who can just take to it and I know that they they get what I'm trying to do and they make it yeah. exactly how it's their flavor but it's definitely the thing that I wanted to, to give the audience in the first is it place like has it like filled the void for you at the moment like obviously you like Vance Quest is kind of in it definitely filled a little void for me like playing mm. it filled that void of not having a night out with my mates and it did you like you really have gen I will talk a bit more about that more about that in a bit but you did sort of generate that feeling but does it fill the void for you a little bit of not being able to do like live theatre I think so obviously until recently I was doing some live theatre mm. as well and I was able to do the show at the vault I think it definitely is an outlet and it definitely is something that I'm still, as I said before, I'm still nervous before I do every single one. When I'm doing the intro and stuff where you can't see me, I'm kind of like, oh, God, okay, here we go, here we go. But you're, like, you're just revving yourself up. Um, I think it's definitely something. And I think I, the fact that, you know, I, I still work a day job and I'm lucky in that sense because a lot of my friends and colleagues are not in yeah. day jobs. So yeah. these things are so important to keep going. And I think for me, though, the reason I do my day job is so that I can do these projects mm -hmm. so that I can live and do other projects. So I think the last month or so, cause I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many uh, kids listen to your podcast, but <laughs> if the, if you have any young children turn off now, um, we've but, sworn a lot from the beginning. I think it's fine. Yeah. fair. <laughs> but I'm a professional Santa Claus. <gasps> so I, I spent most of Christmas, December doing, grottos and appearances and obviously then having them cut slowly to being okay so they can have they have to be two meters apart now they can't even come in the grotto it has to be from the door um so that kind of filled that gap mm. but this january i f i definitely was feeling very low and i was feeling like i didn't have stuff on mm. and then you know, what i did was i said you know what i'm just i want to put myself out i'm going to say to people if you would like me to do something then I'd love to do it. And when, you know, you guys got in touch about doing this, I was like, I'd love to. And like, I just did um, Joe Thorpe's uh, The Saboteurs yesterday yeah. that was out. And um, Mark was gracious enough well. to be yeah to <laughs> be on there. Um, so you'll know about more about that channel. But like, just just being able to do these outlets with, with people that I love and just say, hey, like I get to see them for a little bit and we get to do something where we're playing professionally and that's yeah. that i will if i lose that then i kind of just i get too low and too like just not happy Absolutely. with what i'm doing so the fact that yeah it definitely fills a gap but I, i'm one of those people that if i'm not busy busy like i'm talking like three or four projects i don't feel busy enough <laughs> so i just like look yeah. put yourself out there so again if anyone has stuff they want to do like if they need somebody else involved like i'm i'm game to chat and as i say and I, guys I've, when I've, he sets I've, up this cameo this. like <laughs> yeah, yeah you want you like, want mr bliss to i'll just be hit me up on camera. you want mr bliss to ask your crush out for you you want mr bliss to tell your neighbor <laughs> to stop banging on the walls whatever mr bliss can do whatever it, for it you. is i had a friend the other day who upset me send me send me a cameo of paul chuckle apologizing to me <laughs> wow i mean that they literally will do all of that um I, I i i love it i'm a bit of a fan of it i mean to be fair 
so far they have not accepted my application. What? I don't know how well can it's going to go. But yeah, we'll start. A t- we'll start. We'll start a Twitter campaign. <laughs> Also, if anyone wants to follow the Instagram to make the numbers higher, I'm still only just over a thousand. So it's well, like it's teetering. But, well, um, have, but as, in seriousness, like as I would say, like we we've never, this. never managed to get any campaigns going in any kind of. Anyone, look, put it this way: I'll do a half-price cameo for anyone who pushes it to the level that we nice. can do it. But like in in seriousness, like just being able to do those fun little things and actually doing like it, the reason I applied was just to be like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. And I've already said to people, you know, like people, you know, like Ramsey and people like that. I've said like, let's do something, let's work on something, mm. and like people who are open to just chatting about stuff. I think more than ever right now, we just need to start talking and saying, do you know, what's possible? What can we Absolutely. do? And uh, let's try and make more stuff because so far the stuff we've been making has been brilliant and we've loved it. And why not make more stuff? And then also we can get more people involved. And especially right now, any support for people who are in the arts is so deserving. They've been doing, they've been entertaining people. We've been entertaining people for the whole time. Like there's, there is no way that any single person who has lived through the last year could have lived through it without the arts and entertainment industry yeah it has been the most yeah. important thing for people's mental health people's emotional well-being even like physical health and just people's general lives like there is nothing speaking as a healthcare professional <laughs> there is nothing more important than the arts and entertainment industry in the last year for every single person and well, that's one hell of an endorsement I'm, and I'm I, serious. I, I definitely like, feel I'm, that there's stuff com- to I completely it. I like I'm totally serious and I think that anything that any of us can do to make things still viable make that industry continue and make the people who create these things for us make their lives better and make them still able to create stuff is you know what we strive to try and do which is yeah yeah, I know that, that that was definitely a tangent. I think the question was like, it? hey, do you enjoy doing Bant's Quest? And I'm like, let's get a bit the, serious. The quick answer is yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's It's been a real laugh and it's been really lovely to just keep creating. I think that's what we always want to do. We always want to mm, keep creating. Absolutely. And I think I think the, the, the main te- like main thing has been the technological shift of like managing to get people in who can go, cool, well, we used to do this thing in person. So how can we... Translate that to remotely and yeah, yeah and make it work. Yeah. The... It's great living in the future, isn't it? Yeah. Like in a lot of ways. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, I mean, I, there's definitely a hell of a lot more to do inside than they did like in the 1920s. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. like I'll just do my needle. Know, I mean, they had better hats for sure. I think they had better hats, but uh, not as much exactly. Netflix. Uh, or online, you know, games where you can go to a club of your own creation or anything Talking like that. Talking about you know? going to a club of your own creation, how about we mm. break for a minute and we will um, talk about our experiences in going to a club of, well, your creation. And then we'll come <laughs> back with you, Liam, and also with Dan, who we actually, we had, just to full disclosure, we've done Bant's Quest twice. Once with ramsey who you guys will know who um has been on the podcast previously and then once with some other friends of ours that we go to festivals and raves with who dan hosted us for so we're going to come back with dan and with liam in a bit and talk to them about how hilarious or not their experiences of hosting bands quest have been (laughs) so um hi again um we are here with our friends Jem and Chris say hi Jem and Chris 
Hi, Jim, Hi, Jim and Chris. Chris. Oh, yes. See, <laughs> see, they know how it works. They're better than Liam. They know how it works. In professional actor, can't even get it right. Jesus. <laughs> and we we didn't even have to like give them the heads up or anything. It's no, it's completely off the cuff. natural. Didn't even plan that one. So, thanks very much for coming and spending some time to talk to us in your busy schedule. Everyone's schedules. busy lockdown schedule. <laughs> yeah, I figured you in between moping around at home and doing online <laughs> shopping. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> It's a busy time. It's a busy time. But no, the reason you guys are here is that uh, we have the pleasure of playing Bant's Quest with you guys and a couple of our other friends a little while ago. When did we do it? Just before Christmas, didn't we? Yeah. We put up the Christmas tree like that day, I think. So it was like yeah, early it December. Been, yeah, I think it was early December. And yeah, we wanted to just chat with you guys a little bit about our experience of doing Bant's Quest. Mm. Um, I know, I think it was like, it's the first thing like that that you guys have done, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first like all digital one I've done, but I've done um, a D&D campaign before in the past and I really loved it. I love the freedom of storytelling that D&D can give you. Um, and this was like a really awesome way to do yeah. that uh, with a group of friends. Exactly. Use a little bit of like the, the dice and the D&D mechanics, but without being like quite as like prescriptive. Not spending a... two hours in a character builder. I don't know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> some of the best bits about D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can be people so. Yeah, it was nice because, like, yeah, I do love D&D, but it is a lot of work. You have to make your character and you've got to make sure you've got all the right bits, your, what gear you're having, like, all of that. But if you just want to jump in quickly and have, like, a one-off campaign, um, it was a really fun way of doing that. And it doesn't always have to be set around, you know, goblins and dragons. Yeah, so. and I think I think it's nice having, using the mechanic of having to roll for things. Like, it gives you that element yeah. of not necessarily succeeding on everything that you do and it being, like an option of you you may fail or you may succeed on this based on the dice roll and it's not just down to the person who's hosting it to decide whether you do it or not and you just kind of have to roll with the punches like you might come up with this really cool idea but then they've got to come up with a really cool way of you failing at it rather than you succeeding at it it's much better stories because if you're just going to write one you're just always going to write the success but then if you plan something really awesome and it fails and then your, your DM creates like a really hilarious way. And then you have to get out of that situation. And those are the funny stories whenever people talk about the D&D campaigns. It does tend to be the like, oh, we tried to do this, went horribly wrong. Or like, um, we had a really stupid character with us, a warrior. And uh, we had this like amulet. We had to roll the history for it. And she rolled as well, just in case. And she happened to get a nat 20 for some <laughs> reason. So even though she barely string two words together, she was like, I know everything about the amulet. And I was like a great scholar. And I was like, I don't have any idea. And like, I if it's remembered because it was just so ridiculous. So yeah, that using that mechanic where we try and do stuff, we had a plan and then just goes completely wrong. You have to make a new plan. Like that was really, that was really fun. Also kind of sounds like our adventures on Nights Out in general. Like we had a plan. We had to make a new plan. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get there this time. I'm going to see these out. <laughs> Not that that ever happens when we go out at all. Oh, I miss going out. Very well. <laughs> Don't think about it too much. I do think that was that was one of the really cool things about Bant's Quest, though. It like it genuinely felt like a yeah, night yeah. out. Yeah, it was a roller coaster really of like, like, are we going to get this thing? And like, we've got in. Oh, great, we've done this thing. And then you kind of like, you got to reveal like outfits each other. Yeah, that's that a big fun. part of the night out. Like, what are you going to wear? Yeah, no, go on, tell us, tell us your tell us your character. So you get encouraged in Bant's Quest to create your character for the night and uh, you know dress up like your character and give your character a name. So obviously we went all in on that because. What opportunities do we have to do this stuff at the moment? Um, so, Jem and Chris, please tell our audience about your characters because I think it would be interesting. Yeah. So my dress-up box not got much use this year, sadly. So I went all in. 
So I think I was uh, Captain Sparkles. I had my fox ears, my big fox tail, all sequin. Uh, my overweight, cuddly seal had a matching outfit, scrunched. So she had uh, sparkly hot pants on. Um, I did big cat uh, fox makeup and stuff. Had a bag of sweets with me. Good to take lollipops out, be on a night out. Good way to yeah, make Yeah, very true. Giving people sweets. Incorporated that into, into my character, my bag of sweets. So yeah, it was, it was really good. I don't remember my name, but it's. I do. You were Captain Mess. I was just Captain yes. Mess. <laughs> I think I had a like a Captain Ish hat on. Yeah, yeah, and a sparkly, sparkly hat. <laughs> I was very sparkly. So sparkly. I mean, Chris, you were sparkly as well. To be fair, I was very sparkly. I also had my uh, kind of item was a flask with alcohol or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, you had a. Oh yeah, I forgot we had items, didn't we? We all had an individual item that could be useful in the. Wasn't mine a bottle of water? Yeah, because it. Yeah, yours was a bottle of water. Always yeah, good it's always good item. to stay hydrated, man. Just not too hydrated. Not too hydrated. Yeah. Was, like, um... There was a vape pen, wasn't there as well, for like distractions and yes, stuff like that. The that... distraction vape pen to create the clouds yeah. to hide you from people. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy days and I dressed up like Daisy in the clubbing episode of Spaced. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And Shaz had his sequin jacket. That was his item as well. It's like his distraction yeah, illusion. Which is funny because Shaz genuinely wore the sequin jacket to a club night and was very distracting to loads of people because they started trying to like draw dicks in the sequins on his back. I <laughs> think <laughs> everyone draws. Why is it? You got the opportunity to draw something, you just draw a dick. What are you talking about? My favorite thing is that they ask permission to draw the dick first rather than just doing it. Like, can I draw a dick on you? And the chat is like, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there were quite a lot of girls as well at Boomtown that were getting quite handy with. Oh, yeah, because he had the trousers as well. So they were like drawing on his ass. Mm. <laughs> I think I think this was one of the things that was lush about Bands Quest is it just kind of gave you the opportunity to like act out all of your sort of like the best bits of loads of your previous nights out, but also like with your own in jokes and stuff. And then you sort of watch the host, like just trying to like run along with your weirdness. Yeah, me and Julia were in the smoking area in Vance Quest, talking to some weirdos, trying to figure out how to get inside. And I've been there in real life, talking to the weirdos in the smoking area, having a great time. I said the other day, I'm like, the thing that I miss the most um, at the moment in lockdown is one, talking to weird people in smoking areas, and two, getting life advice from girls in toilets. Oh, the girls in toilets, the hype you up to no level. Like no one is better for you than the therapy of a girl in a toilet. It's true. I've been feeling a bit more like down during lockdown, probably without that top up of the girls in the bathroom being like, oh my God, love your hair, love your outfit. You're such a good exactly. person. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you don't know me, but thanks. <laughs> you wait in a queue with someone for the toilet and you do know them. Oh yeah. You know them on a deep, deep and personal level by the time you gather. You all have different toilet experiences to me. <laughs> Get in, it's a military operation. Get in there, get out. My best friends were made in the toilet queue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, also, like like you said earlier, Gem, like it's not, yes, it's like you, it's using the mechanics of D&D, but it's something that's so completely different. It's not dragons and fairies and elves and witches. It's a game that's like about stuff you experience in real life, like a proper kind of like yeah. a thing that everybody knows, but then everyone can sort of play it in their own way as well. Yeah, it was nice. Our nights out tend to be yeah, more costumey. We like, you know, psychedelic nights and stuff. Brings with it a certain aesthetic, a certain crowd of people. So ours was themed around the things that we love. But yeah, if you went to different types of nights out, would you prefer a different evening? It, it could totally tailor to that, which was really fun. And I think that the hosts, I think, would be really good at doing that as well, because I think they were very good at like 
going along with all of the stuff that we were doing. Yeah, and we did speak to Liam, and we've we've heard about some of the different groups of people, like some. Yeah, and we'll probably ultra... talk about we'll probably talk about some of that in a little bit where we talk to Liam and Dan about some of the different experiences that maybe weren't quite as a uh, costumey and weird as ours. I mean, obviously, ours was based on you get to design the club based on like your ultimate club. So ours was Area Four Hundred Four. Yeah, because <laughs> because everyone in the group, it, you're the group that we go to Area Four and Four with, so it was like, and it was yeah, you don't get better than that. That is the dream club. Yeah, like Chris, you've never done D and D before. So it's your first experience of like creating, tailor making a story with a group of people like that. Yeah, and it was it was good experience, good good taste of what I think it took me a little while to get into it actually. It realized how like freed like freeing it was. You could just do anything and they would just roll with it. That was really impressive. But I think I was at first I was like, oh, what do I have to do? And, and I spent a while trying to think. But was it Dan who did it first? You said. Yeah. He was really good at just being like, okay, well, let's just, you just stall for a bit, that's fine. And it's like, let me kind of ease in with everyone else, just to get used to it. I enjoyed it, and I would like to do more D&D. Yeah, and uh, Dan was good at, like, making us, pushing us to do more with the freedom, because initially it was all like, how are we going to go to the club? And we we're like, oh, we'll just walk, it's near our house. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, but you can turn up in the tank if you want, like, you can do anything. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do something else. <laughs> So then we ended up turning up in a curtain-sided truck, wasn't yeah. it? It's a Mad and Max like, truck. Slow motion reveal, <laughs> and like I think there was the music boob and... cannons. Was that? <laughs> didn't didn't Julia have fireworks coming off of her boobs? Oh, and Shaz was holding her a lot. Yeah, and there were puppies. Should also say that we had like he gave us like a minute or two to decide all of this. Yeah, and then he came back and was like, "Right, what are you doing?" <laughs> Which was nice actually because. You don't just have to decide on the spot. You have a yeah. moment with the group and then you can mess around. That's what I prefer doing than trying to come up with it. And we ended up really, yeah, coming up with some ridiculous things. And then where the group split at different times as well, you got different dynamics then. So like I said, me and Julia were in the smoking area together, coming up with our plan. And then the other guys were trying to go, like, get a drink off of someone at the, at the bar. So they had a different way of playing. Mm. So yeah, there was a lot of variety in that. And it, yeah, we just had a really good laugh. Together. Yeah, I think it's, it's cool. Like, considering it is literally just done over Zoom. Like I think the kind of production value that they managed to add to it despite <laughs> just doing it over zoom was really cool like you said you've got all these different like dynamic bits and different places you can go and yeah it was really it was really nicely cleverly done i think good world building yeah definitely and uh, we had a dance at the end which was really good oh the dance it was really fun was really it was really fun. victorious and we earned it rather than like i don't know we've done a lot of like let's have a few drinks over zoom we don't dance as much we're a bit zoomed out because we've done so many of them, but to do something completely different as a new way to spend time together, it was really fun. I'm exactly the same. Like whenever it's oh, we'll do we'll do a Zoom club night yeah. and like hang out with people, whatever. And I'm like, cool. Like I'm ten minutes in and I'm kind of just done with it. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm you not enjoying hear it. People, you can't have like what like a have, real club. You can't. Have, yeah. <laughs> oh that's true yeah good point you know what I mean though you can't like have little in like little individual conversations like you have one conversation that everyone has to listen to and you need like a structure which is why zoom quizzes initially with the hype but now like everyone's quizzed to death so you need yeah. there's a new thing which you need to like gives you something to do which, which you do need on a night out the yeah. night out is your thing to do it's cool to to do something that actually works over this medium yeah. and you don't feel like the medium is taking away from the experience that you're having. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, that's probably enough for the minute. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Nice yeah. to talk to you guys. We miss you. Let's yeah. let's go to another virtual club soon. Yeah, we should do another online thing. 
Yeah, we should we should definitely do some stuff. There's a couple of other things around that we're going to be doing at some point. There's some other buck buck stuff that we want to try and do, like Questiony. I think was one of them. Yeah, that was we, really good. Like Questiony would be good to do. And we're going to do an episode probably about White Rabbit's Hole as well, which Jem and Chris haven't done, mm. um, which I think you guys would really yeah. enjoy. It's a very like Alice in Wonderlandy. We were in the play test for it, and you know when you start doing something and you're like. What if I just walked into it? <laughs> yeah. What is what is happening right here right now? At one point in time, we had to put the most ridiculous oh thing we could find on our heads. <laughs> I forgot that this actually happened. Mark balanced a candle on his head <laughs> and then I lit it. <laughs> and he was genuinely sat there with a, like a church-sized candle, lit candle balanced on his head. Oh man, the danger. <laughs> We won that one, didn't we, with the lit candle? I, I think, think we did. From what I remember. I can't remember. Anyway, Balance Quest was great. It made us feel like we were having a night out. Yeah, it really does. It felt more like a night out than some yeah. of the other Zoomy things we've done. I remember it more than pretty much any other thing we've done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's that's a, that's a hell of a compliment. That's a, that's a marketing tagline. Yeah. It's one of the few things I, I remember from last year. <laughs> I remember it more than anything else I've done on Zoom. <laughs> like, lovely to talk to you guys. Yeah, we'll speak to you good. again soon. Thanks for joining us. Right. Thanks for coming us for the chat. I love you. Love you too. Love you too. <laughs> right, we're live. Right, we're back with Liam again. Hi, Liam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even say say hi, Liam. No, I messed it up again. I can't believe it, guys. Two for two. Honestly, honestly. And also with Dan. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Dan. Oh, oh my god. Hi Liam. You think, you think that you get you get professional actors on these things and you think they're going to be fucking professional but apparently not. That's because we're not paying them. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. You get you right. get what you pay for. We we we're, we're improvisers. We don't follow scripts, you know. I see how it is. <laughs> it's how you have to deal with like I just... <laughs> so this was fun guys anyway so dan um would you like to to briefly introduce yourself and uh talk about why you're here yes so <laughs> it feels like it feels like detention <laughs> um so my name's dan berman i am an immersive performer and an immersive fight director and i i was actually very lucky to to get involved with the uh with the buck buck games through um through ben tucker almost in and i know this is a phrase that isn't usually uttered positively but in the second wave of uh of the <laughs> Um, of the games that were put out um, and, uh, and yeah very much sort of joined as a host and and, uh, and as a performer and yeah it was re it was really lovely to sort of uh, to join it at a time when everything had been set up and there's this incredible setup by you know by people like Paul and Liam and Ben who are all creating content that that they can play with but then also that they can offer out to a pool of performers and say hey this thing's getting quite big like do you want to come and join our join our group join our pool of did Liam sit you down and was he like look this is this is my baby. Uh, I need to make sure that you are worthy to host my child. Can you host please? My child. <laughs> my child. It all got a bit it's like, like a surrogate dad. I was wearing a clandestine robe. There was candlelight. It was only candlelight, <laughs> and there was uh, it, there's matching tattoos that go along with it. Yeah, we all had to get tattoos. I see how it is. And uh, yeah, and he actually he ordered that uh, I I put myself three inches from the laptop screen, so it was like we were face to face, and he didn't blink once <laughs> as he sort of decreed how important it was. So how is the that... cult? 
it's going strong. It's going strong. <laughs> Cult of bliss. Oh, Mark, shut up. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's the rule. Rule one, isn't it? Don't talk about it. Okay, sorry. My bad. <laughs> No, th- no, that's definitely not that, that. Talk about it all the time. That's how we get popular. <laughs> we need more media attention. What was I going to say? Can I can I just start by asking, as two hosts of Bant's Quest, Liam mentioned in the intro that the sort of the goal of Bant's Quest is to get DJ Megabants to play your ultimate club banger. What I want to know is, what is your ultimate club banger? Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> do you know what? It's been a long time since I've danced to music. <laughs> what um, is music? Do you know? Do you know what I say is from like I I didn't realise that this was my my ultimate club bag because there's so many like that I really love to go to. But from what people have been choosing and things that have come up, the one that I now play to get myself like in the mood is Pure Shores by All Saints. Oh. I'm a big fan of that. Like I do also do the Chumba Wumba I get knocked down as a classic, but I would say right at this moment the song that I would like to hear and then go and dance to with a group of friends is Pure Shores by All Saints. That's nice. that is not the direction mm. I thought Club Banger would go in. I like it, it though. It's gone in so many different directions. That's quite left field. <laughs> yeah, I like that one a lot. Stan uh, I think mine's got to be uh, Less Dance by Bowie. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like, I, li- I like some heavy stuff, but also, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got this one playlist that my brother sent to me, actually, that it's like the entire playlist, um, all of the songs, you can tick three boxes. It's a little bit camp. It's quite a lot funky, and you can strut to it. I thought you were going to say, and they're all demands, like, let's dance. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. go. Like, a step on. <laughs> like, whatever. like, all of these different Dream ones. On. Like, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. That's a follow-up question. Have you guys got any particularly weird club bangers that stick in your minds from hosting Vance Quest that, that teams have picked and you've been like, what the fuck, guys? Um, Dan, if you want to answer, I'm just going to get up my iTunes playlist of club bangers that have been played during Boomta of uh, during Bands Quest. I'm so glad you've got an iTunes playlist of it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, first play test I did, it was uh it was chosen Dancing in the Moonlight by Toploader. That's true. <laughs> oh my god, so, that song. <laughs> yeah, so I so I had them I didn't have them dance in the club. I had them dance in the middle of the road because that's where that song belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Off the edge of a cliff. We have had yeah. uh, We Like to Party by the Venga Boys. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, t- tell a lie. I kind of love the Venga Boys. Oh, we've watched so much of the um, Something Amazing channel. Oh, Super Nothing Amazing Super, Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Uh, where they've just the hardcore remixes The guys from the Postal Posse from Boomtown. It's like happy hardcore donk remixes of the Venga Boys. <laughs> and, and shout out to um, Megan. Megan because Megan. she's she's also a, a Buck Buck team member she is and we're gonna have megan on in a future episode of the podcast to talk about um super nothing amazing channel and all the other wizards online online and all the other stuff that she's been doing but no back to ridiculous yeah i think the weirdest one i've had that i didn't even know i'd never heard of is a song called stand up for the champions by right said fred Oh, is it like a football chant? As in, the, I'm too sexy. I'm too sexy for my shirt, yeah. right, said Fred. Oh. I don't know. I don't even, actually looking at it, I still don't even know how it goes by looking at it, but I've definitely played it wow. for a group. I think there was one team that I had on that just thought it had to be like a winning thing. So their options were, we are the champions or that, or gold by Spando Ballet. I think yeah. they ended up going for uh, right, said Fred. And I was like, 
I mean, okay. whatever you whatever you want, it's your song. But remember, you're going to have to listen to the entire song. Well, we had um in the um in the introduction um where where there's the moment where you can say it out loud what your banger is throughout the intro side of it. I had a group go. Oh well, no! Surely it's not as as simple as that. It must be some sort of trap. No, let's not say it. <laughs> They're like, oh, shit. and then you say, yeah, and then you go, congratulations, DJ Megavance has played your record. Good night. Yeah, no, I I skip, I skip that one. <laughs> what did you do? So I so I came on, and when we did the intro, I was like, um, it's probably useful for me to know that kind of information. Like, I appreciate your gameplay, but it's uh, it's like this is uh, this is something that I'm going to need to know. Judge, you know, just in case. We get there. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh. oh no i guess that kind of like leads me on to like what what are some of your most memorable bits of hosting it like apart from people's terrible choices of ultimate club banger i think there's there's lots of fun things that people do like that get the attention of the bouncers like just attacking people for no reason um <laughs> start a fight the other yeah, i think the important thing to know is as well is you can fail you don't always win. Like you can, DJ Megabats can refuse if you haven't done enough to do it. And I've only had it happen once, but it was possibly my the mo- my favorite ending. Oh, really? There's something else that happens if you lose. Um, that's a completely oh. different ending. Yeah. Um, which uh, I'm very proud of. I think it's a really cool little thing. But um, that was a good no one. No spoilers, of course. No, of course, Sorry. no. You have to come play and yeah. see what happens. Um, and it, but if I do get a team in the next couple of weeks who just absolutely say, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck this up." then I'll know. I'll be like, hey, you just want to see the alternate ending. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so the VIP rooms are always quite fun uh, because there's so many, like the VIP room is the thing that I never know what's going to happen. There's no created characters. Like as as the the, the MCs, we, it only, we only know what the VIP room could be based on the club that you create. So everything that happens in the VIP room is on the spot. So oh, even cool. though like you meet characters and we all pl- we all know who the characters are, how you interact with them changes. But definitely the VIP room, I've had some of the weirdest interactions in the VIP room that I've ever had. And I think like <laughs> one was where they held a business meeting in order to talk about the combustible energy of molten lava because the club was in an active volcano, but it was losing money because... It was in an active volcano. And so they talked about how they could make uh, their, like, meet their, like, break even point easier if they used the heat of the lava. And they basically did a full business pitch. And then, in order to do, and then they did that and they ended up becoming part owners of the club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And they, all of this just because they wanted to call the club Club Mordor because they wanted to have the tagline, one does not simply walk into Club Mordor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. all of that because and all of this happened because of that that is fantastic yeah That's i think also my favorite club name was the shit and it was on uranus that was the <laughs> level that they went to you had to get a shuttle to uranus to find the shit like that's 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 the level we can go to everyone that is the level we can be so we were we sort of mentioned this to you kind of off off recording liam when Dan hosted us playing Bant's Quest with some of our friends. Is this about to we, happen in like a live firing of Dan Berman from no, my no, show? No, no, no. Is this what's about to happen? Like, so we, we genuinely came out of it saying that Dan was brilliant. Much better than you. Uh, yeah, much better than you. Wow. 
Okay, well, this is going to lead to a live firing of Dan Berman. <laughs> I've just been told he's better than me, so I can't have it. Um, you saying that some of the best things have been what people have said to the bouncers. Mm. So at the beginning of Bounce Quest, um, you have to get into the club. As in, like, you know, one does not simply walk into Mordor. Carefully. <laughs> Carefully. No spoilers. Yeah. Well, no, but uh, well, I think we're allowed to have a few little spoilers by this point, to be honest, but it's fine. Ours involved, and Dan might want to chip in with this because, again, I was quite drunk and I think I mostly remember it. We sort of turned up on a lorry, if I remember correctly, <laughs> and, okay. like, the curtain, curtain, side, the curtain yeah. side pulls back. Oh, a posh lorry. I like and it. And there's it was very Mad Max. like, billowing out... And we're, we're, we're there on the back of the lorry and we're firing. There were T-shirt cannons. Yes, there T-shirt, t-shirt cannons. cannons. There were T-shirt cannons. And there was a, there were, weren't there puppies? Yeah, Labrador puppies. There were Labrador puppies. Everyone had puppies. Spilling out of the back of the lorry into the, the waiting, the waiting queue. <laughs> was there, was there, was there, was there, was there a song playing at the time? Uh, was it Sabotage? Oh, I think it was Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. No, you had Sabotage when we played. That right. was it. You had no, Sabotage no, no. playing. Oh, did we have sabotage when you? Played? Yeah, I played sabotage uh... in the background of your entrance when I did it. There you go. Wasn't that then? I can't remember. I mean, to be fair, the fact that they're merging into one to make some super entrance, I'm fine with. <laughs> I agree. But I yeah, there up. was a lorry and there were puppies and t-shirt cannons and That's smoke beautiful. machines. And and then the uh, bouncer was complaining about the fact that uh, the puppies there's like well, there's all this puppy shit everywhere. <laughs> I can't remember what you said. It's it's okay. The puppies like shit Doritos or something or nachos or something like that. Nachos. It's nachos. nachos. <laughs> Dan's face is like, yeah, no, they said that the puppies shit nachos. <laughs> yeah, but it was genius because like I was like, I'm going to get, yes, that was amazing, but I'm going to give you a uh, um, a little challenge here to uh, uh, to, to get past because they, because I think you got like a six. I think you smashed it like and uh, but, um, I, but there was such quick thinking that I was like, Okay, cool. Yeah, let's go. Let's go for this. Let's get. Let's go with this. Which is there one were of the there were definitely the some game. points where, in particularly, in you know, one that Dan was hosting, where I looked at Dan's face and I was just like, he is just thinking, what the hell am I doing here? I, <laughs> I tell you what, I nothing could be further from the truth <laughs> because I was I was actually uh, that was my that was my first Bance quest was with really? you guys. Yeah, it was my f- the first bounce quest I did was with oh you guys. Because well, you booked in for a second one. I said, "That's like," and Dan was ready to go. I said, "Look, I I think it'd be good if we could have someone different run it, so you yeah, could get yeah. a different feel with it." And Dan was ready to go, and that was yeah. It, I was it was very fun to see. Actually, we got someone else doing it for you. <laughs> Dan was also wearing a bucket hat. Well, that's 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 um, it's literally just out of my shot in my Zoom. Like mandatory, mandatory bucket hat. <laughs> That was in the three-inch conversation. <laughs> you will wear a bucket, hat. bucket hat. Where is it? Put it on. <laughs> Own it. But you forgot about like the biggest part of that entrance. Oh God, go on. I have forgotten. Surely you're going to build to but that. You've got to remember, no, honestly, as Corinne says, she was drunk. I was She's... really drunk. Dan, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've forgotten. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I would have. I would assume it would have been Mr. Jefford who would have remembered it the, the most. The, the bribery, of, bribery with puppies. Not so much, Ooh. no. The uh, so so we've got the lorry coming in, knocking out all the all the taxis and the Ubers as you went through, and uh, and just this uh, disfigured builder's hat wearing gentleman with a mar- oh, with a yes. uh, megaphone goes, Mark Jefford 
it's all your crew. <laughs> I forgot we killed- get skewered by the lorry. We killed off Rob Thompson. Wow. In the entrance. I mean, look, if they use their entrance to kill off Rob Thompson and you didn't just let them in with a VIP pass, I don't understand. Um, anyone who anyone who doesn't remember this reference back at Area 404 on Halloween a couple of years ago when we went. Mark walks in, guy with a megaphone goes, Mark Jefford, this is all your fault. <laughs> Turns out actor was a guy called Rob Thompson, who also played uh, Logan um, Croker at Boomtown. La, 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 And we killed him in the entrance to our Vance quest. So I guess you don't hold that against him. You have no like ill will towards him no. or anything. Just no. I'm so, br- when we do the uh, Water Seat Mall Rats episode, I'm bringing this up. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good. I, I think I told him as soon as I came off, I was like, just so you know, we, we killed you <laughs> off in my first band's quest. But also we should probably preface this by saying that I, I don't know what the, uh, the the club was that you created. Uh, obviously, you guys have spoken about how you know, it was, uh, it was Area 404. Cl- yeah. The one that you wanted was genuinely yeah. Area 404. So I was like, this is great. I've got great players who whose costumes that their character wants to wear are the costumes that they're currently wearing. Yeah, we all, and we all they want to do a club that I've already been dressed to. up. That is a very <laughs> good way of starting off. Yeah. Like we are one was very much like um, Matrix themed, like kind cyberpunk. of cyberpunk, futuristic. Dark. I mean, our club banger was born Slippy by Underworld, which I still yeah. think is one of my favourite club bangers ever. It's a solid, solid one. choice for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, our, next our week's second one, be we, fun. Were all, we were all actually dressed up. But <laughs> Next week's going to be fun when we uh, speak to the Mole Rats. There's not going to be at all any weird icy animosity between... Uh... Nah, we don't do animosity. You've got to remember, stream, all ever. of this is attention and that's what we love. Above all things, <laughs> so it's fine. Like Rob will just be, Rob will be so excited that he managed to make it into a show that he wasn't part of. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm there." Good stuff. <laughs> I mean, like we all, we I all had to do anything, and I'm still mentioned. Oh my god! Yeah, it means you've made an impact. That's the main thing. Oh, I love it. Cool. Interesting so question. Worried. Um, so Bant's quest aside for a second, like what? What else are you guys? Are you guys up to anything else that we should be aware of? Have you got any other awesome recommendations for people to do during lockdown that isn't Buck Buck Games and Bant's Quest? Just for the audience, Mal Rats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may have been mentioned what? a couple times, but Dan is doing something called Mal uh, Rats, <laughs> so you might want to chat about that, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so I got I, I got the uh, I got the silent uh, nod there from Mark, and then I got the audio nod there from Mark. So I think I'm going to talk about this now. So we do a uh, we do every Monday on Twitch. We do a uh, a stream called Waterdeep Mall Rats Black Star Lane. It's in its second season. It is a D and D world, but with a uh, not just a improvisation and a world building aspect. We've now actually built an immersive aspect to it where people who tune in on the stream um, can influence the adventure. There's ways of altering the game mechanic um, so that people rather than, uh, rather than watch and, uh, and enjoy just by tuning in, they can actually have an active part in the game. And if you've never played D&D before, it's we do do quite we do do quite a lot of dice rolls, but we also very much focus on on the on the story and the creation and the and the world yeah, building. Which I is, think which is there's really definitely fun. a lot to it that is not just for people who are interested in the rules of D anD. d Like it's very much more about the improv and the the role playing aspect of it than it is about who rolls what and casts what spell and did what thing. Yeah, I won't talk too much about it because we're going to talk about that in a in a separate episode. But it is it Spoilers. is some top tier D anD D and some like role playing that has like on that level has never been in any D anD D game I've played. But that's because I'm not playing with improv with actors. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's really good. 
and we'll uh we'll be talking in uh... what about what about you liam is there anything else that you're involved in at the moment that or upcoming um, so as i say like the show at the vaults will be coming back um when we can still when we're allowed to have live performances again the other buck buck show so i say like questiony is still going we've got the quiz of utter nonsense lord's apprentice uh the white rabbit's hole and bant's quest white rabbit's hole we are gonna hopefully do an episode on as well i think because we were we were lucky enough to be invited to play test white rabbit's hole um a few weeks ago which was a very entertaining experience for all concerned so we're gonna do a little one talking about that hopefully that's very, cool. very off the wall mm. yeah it's, it's a lot of fun <laughs> so there's a lot good. of different like there's lots of different like different things for people with different tastes to do some online stuff uh, as was mentioned before the new show from parabolic is called the house of sensi i think it's pronounced sensi but c-e-n-c-i um and that's going to be bringing a whole new level to uh point and click pen and paper stuff um doing nice. a new kind of version of that and I'm, i don't have lots of details but all i can tell you is lots of the stuff they do is superb um mm. and hopefully we're doing a uh there's another and they have other shows in the works that i'm aware of that will be coming out later in the year um that i'm really excited about um and we also my other company encompass productions we do a new writing night over last year we ended up doing five like live streams of new writing of pieces online and we were lucky enough and excited to win uh, an Offie Oncom award for those um, which oh, was nice. celebrating online work and so we're looking at doing we actually had a live show book for November that got moved to January that is now going on April May time so that'll be our first live show which is going to be called Homecoming the Homecoming Festival uh, which will be in London but also in the meantime we are currently in uh, pre-production for like our next live shows live streams Um, so that's more straight theatre being done uh, but live to streaming audiences um, which we've been really happy about doing and giving a little bit of work to performers to do so just get some text-based stuff going again nice. um yeah and then you know that's 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 basically the things that are going on but as i say we're always like like if new things come up we'll always be open to those things as well on that note it must be quite interesting to do a live production like live streamed thing without getting your audience feedback that must be quite i i host them and it's scary because you tell jokes and then there is silence because you can only see yourself. So you have to hope that they're landing and you also have to have enough confidence to just keep going. You have to believe um, that you're not bombing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other good news is, is like you could be bombing and it's, it feels exactly the same as if you're nailing it. So you kind of just have to keep going. Um, but I've been, we host, we've been doing the live shows like for six, seven years throughout like at least like four or five a year for quite a while we took a couple year break and then we've done five six in the last year or so so it's kind of we're getting into the flow of it and our um our artistic director john is a whiz on the streaming platforms and he does all the like like he's changing cameras live like he's literally working as if he's in the desk like doing all the different camera angles and stuff and he's nailing it on that so we've been really fortunate to work with a great team on that but you're it is daunting and that like the only thing i know is i sit there with my i use my backdrop as i sit there like you know to keep with me and it's uh and i just kind of sit there on my own talking into the abyss and knowing that you know (laughs) a, a couple hundred people are listening but i have no idea what they're thinking yeah, but it's it's great fun. As I say, we just need yeah. to keep creating, keep doing stuff, keep making the work and keep giving the opportunities because the amount of people that 
gave me opportunities when I had nothing on and people who still give me opportunities now. And as soon as something comes up, all we want to do is pay it back because we don't care that we're considered to be a, like a big incestuous family of performers. Like once you're in with the immersive <laughs> theatre lot, you're in. And if we know you can do it, like I, as I said before, I didn't even... There was no, sorry to break the, the the character, but there was no clandestine hood wearing ceremony. I literally just, as soon as I was said, they said, oh, we need some more people. I messaged Dan, I messaged Rob, I messaged a few other people and said, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anyone else to do this. Are you free? Do you want to do this? And they were like, yep. Mm. And we literally ran it once where they played it. And then I went, cool, here's the bits of script that I've written. Do what you want. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I knew I could trust him. Dan, that's why how do you feel about being an official part of the incestuous family? <laughs> sticky. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I imagine it's sticky. Yeah, it was, it, but it's it's like a fam- it's like a familiar sticky. Yeah, you know? nice it's like, and like it's that, that sort of feeling that you get when you sit in a chair that's warm from someone else's Aww. bum. Warm. Yeah, warm you're like you're like oh do I do I enjoy mm. this? Do I? It's a little bit. Uh, nice. I mean, it's starting to sound a little bit weird. <laughs> I don't know why we're making this weird. I thought, you know, you can rely on me to make it weird. It's fine. Um, the weird thing was is that this all sort of happened quite quite whistle stop. Like I um I did I had some uh, major surgery about four years ago, and when I was able to sort of walk and move and not and not be in pain anymore, like I was literally I was like a new graduate. I was applying for everything. And one of these things that came up was an immersive show. I'd, d- I'd done a bit of secret cinema in the past. I hadn't done it in a while because injury, but there was an immersive show based on um, the on Jack the Ripper and Whitechapel. I completely forgot that's how we met. <laughs> yeah, man. That is literally, I had, that didn't even come into my head, but that's how we met. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and in the first, Liam was in, you were in the second run of it, right? You weren't in the I was, first run. I was in the first and second, but I covered Sam for like, two days in the first run as the doctor and then i did a week as the bar as the tavern owner but i um so i did this show and like literally everyone who was in it in both of the runs every fifth conversation was boomtown (laughs) like boomtown this boomtown that i was like wow i really need to go to to boomtown yeah and i and i was really lucky because um because uh, sam dunstan who i run the walkabouts with he was offered a space and he and because it's such a tight-knit community he was like okay who do i know that has sort of like director or management experience but isn't currently already at boomtown <laughs> and so because i was a newbie i was like immediately sucked in and then it's it's the type of work where you need you kind of need to have that real closeness with people. You need to be able to trust them in an improvisation uh, capacity to be able to to be able to work in and out of certain situations to skate a line, but to keep yourself and the uh, and the audience members safe whilst also being very you know very chaotic and giving everyone a good time. And so once you once you've sort of got that skill down and you've got that trust, it's uh it, yeah you do you you find yourself going to the to the same group of people. And mm. I mean that's that's why I value this because you know you guys are, are now doing almost like a what immersive people are doing next in the pandemic that's, or what that's, doing now. that's very helpful for us yeah, as well. no that's 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 essentially the plan is we were a bit sad about not making a boomtown podcast anymore and obviously we can't do that mm. so it sort of started with well what are the boomtown people doing now yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of led on to this whole world of immersive theater which is yeah, which is quite exciting. We can't wait for you guys to be able to come up to London and do all the shows. <laughs> this is this is believe like, yeah. me, we can't wait for this either. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like mm. my real first. Like I've I've been one of my ex girlfriends took me to 
uh, when we were in New York. Corin's face as that happened. I'm like, <laughs> like, Mark, come on. You could have just said anybody there. That was unnecessary. One of my many ex-girlfriends. <laughs> One of my many ex-girlfriends. Because he knows I literally couldn't care less and I'm joking as well because I'm like the most laid back person in the world. So... <laughs> I just I just really enjoyed it as that, that moment. Liam I, don't, Liam, I don't like it when mommy and daddy <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, sorry, Dan. We'll now nice. go to your room and ch- <laughs> think about what you've done. <laughs> yeah. Listen um, to some loud music. So, so one of Mark's many girlfriends, yep. ex-girlfriend. Um, many. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, so I went to New York and one of the things is that my, my girlfriend at the time was like, I'm not going to New York uh, and not going to Broadway. So she took me to go and see... Go on, remember. Go on. I go can't, on. I go can't on. remember it. You it's know you love it. Go on. Avenue Q. Avenue Q. Because she was like, I, she wouldn't enjoy it if I went and didn't enjoy it and was sat next to her the entire time. So she took me to Avenue Q going like, I think you'll like this. And I, I, I quite enjoyed it, but I was like, nah. The internet I, is for porn. But I then came to Boomtown and then got into like immersive theatre and was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I, I like this, this medium of it. Uh, and it really is only until in the last... 10 months that I've realised there's actually a bigger world of it outside of it. Yeah, great. Mostly sadly, because... sadly, living in Devon, we're not exactly surrounded mm. by immersive theatre. Yeah, there's, like, I've, I've seen this... We're not the... immersed in it. Boom. <laughs> Hate puns. Sorry. We, yeah, so, like, we don't, we don't have anything like that in the southwest. You don't really get much, like, if we do, I've completely missed it. So it's quite, quite interesting. Yeah, we're definitely excited, and I plan once it's safe to, oh, to come yeah. up. Like, as soon as we're open again, just tell me. I'll get you some tickets for Dante. Come on up, and, yes, and they'll be great. Mm. They'll be really great to see you. I play a giant sea captain oh, nice. covered in like <laughs> mollusks and like uh, Are like, you like bits Davey of sea Jones stuff. from um, basically yeah. what they based it on is that. Nice. But I could be playing one of four very strange characters, so it's it's a it's a lot of laughs. I mean, I say like there is stuff around. There's lots of different places that do it, but like it's just with London, we just have there's more opportunities. There's just more people doing yeah. it. It's just more people in general, um, and that's just where where it comes from but i mean Brist- bristol you're close to and there's there's a big hub yeah there absolutely. as well it's just you know obviously this last year's just fucked us yeah, all yeah. Just, yes know. it has I, i'll tell you what i never i never thought like my room would become a performance space that's that's one of the strangest not things with that like, um, <laughs> yeah there you go uh, at least not I'm for the, up my public, only the paying public <laughs> yeah Hey, the monthly subscription, it'll be fine. You'll get all the content you want just over there. To be fair, I, don't, I was doing the, the Saboteurs podcast yesterday and we started talking about feats. And then for some reason, I made it into a fetish thing where me and Joe would do whatever, just pay and we would do feat stuff. We're not plugging your OnlyFans. <laughs> Why not? I mean, look, I mean, already the word bliss comes into my life far too often to not have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> A cameo and an OnlyFans. That's that's what's got to happen. Cameo, I'm okay with. I just don't know if I can if I can make myself. You can have a wholesome OnlyFans account. Oh, that's no. That's I don't funny. see why it has to no. be. Dis- also, I'm pretty sure I don't have to get like a permission to do an OnlyFans account. So I might just do it anyway. You never know. I got time. <laughs> so to say, for, for for twenty pounds a month, I'll record one video a month for you on OnlyFans. Wow. Yeah. Done. Patreon, that'd work as well. I just need to get my business advisor, Dan, to sort me out with something like that and we'll be fine. <laughs> getting sacked, guys. I'm not getting sacked. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've sorted it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, as a as a little ending point, 
have you guys just because we should probably curtail this at some point because i could probably chat to both of you for a very long time <laughs> and then this would be an episode that no one would want to listen to Thanks. possibly <laughs> other yeah, thank than you. stuff that you guys have done have you guys got any other lockdown recommendations things that have kept you occupied things that have entertained you in the last year things that we can do now that our audience might be interested in I actually had to write a list of these for Dan oh. recently. He was like, he, Dan was doing a documentary and asked me what weird things I'd started doing or like had bought during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And so apart from d and I'm playing like not professionally, but also just with friends. I run, I'm a DM for a, a game with a completely like a group of new people just who just started. I play a game of Blades in the Dark with Rob nice. um, and some fr- other friends as often as we can it's very much like base heist by heist games but also the big thing that i've started is whittling <gasps> i've started whittling over lockdown and um i've got myself a little kit and uh like i've just been learning to do like at the moment i have a lot of very smooth twigs but also i've just bought some wood blocks to start my whittling uh ideas i'm going to be making uh, jam spoons for a lot of people that's incredible I mean, I'm starting with spoons because it seemed like an easy one to do, but I really want to make um, like small dogs and one of those, you know, those frogs that you make into a musical instrument? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you like you, oh, the back. Yeah. There's one of those where you can make those and yeah. I quite like the idea of making one of them. Wow. Say, so we've talked... That, just... that and wooden knives are quite hard to keep sharp. Yeah... Uh, but that like okay so like as in terms of like that's my list so whittling was my big thing um but i did that because dan was helping produce a uh like a documentary film yeah um that was something that was going to be a reasonably small project <laughs> but then we've decided because we were like oh we'll just follow this covid thing for as long as it goes and now it's <laughs> going on and on and on and on but it but it means that we've now got this incredible like I mean, this it, it became a bit of a, a monster. Like we, I started off with uh, interviewing people, uh, people like Liam and people based in the UK. And then I had, right at the start of the pandemic, when my brain was just whizzing with like ideas, things to do. I just, I just said, oh, I was like, oh, I reckon I could probably get someone on every continent and possibly <laughs> um, at the time, all of the key countries that were like, you know, the first maybe ten countries. And because everyone's at home and because everyone's seeking out for connection and, you know, wanting their story to be heard, we the only place we didn't manage was Antarctica, which nice. didn't have any, wow. any cases at okay, all. Cool. Like, but we ended up and, and, it, and it's and it's grown and it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. And like, and we're still I mean, I had an interview with someone today that I only previously met because of the documentary that six months ago based in Manaus, which, you know, and it's it, it, these just these amazing, amazing um the kindness of strangers, people are like, here's a story. There's been so much of an outreach that's gone on um, in the past 12 months among among communities. You know, Lee, one of the things Liam told me in the documentary was about how much he's been able to support people and uh, like in, in terms of like uh, supporting artists. And uh, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Liam, like for like you saying you're helping out with like, is Liam frozen? No, no, nope, I'm just listening. Good. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just waiting to sack me. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, be, being able to, Liam was able to um, support artists with like GoFundMes or uh, people's projects and like if people were making something, much, much like you guys do uh, with uh, with this and with, you know, going out and, and 
getting getting tickets for all of these things and encouraging people to go and that's almost like the thing that i feel like i've been doing this year that was your question is like you know it's I, i've been building this community for, yeah but also but also being facilitated people have been supporting me i've been supporting other people people have been really looking out for each yeah. other and even even if it is a case of like i'm gonna watch your thing i'm gonna go to your zoom and i'm gonna watch your thing and i'm gonna give you some time and i'm gonna give you some connection i'm gonna give you some feedback like and and that because it's about community in so many ways like physical community online community yeah and the fact that not like all the time is like usually in fact like in the last say few months like it hasn't really been a week where i haven't spoken to dan or seen dan like you know like dan calls me up and he's like i've just been doing this are you interested in this or like or watching uh the mall rats and or like him messaging me to say he'd seen something of mine and like well done or do you want to do this documentary or and it's not just dan it's the, the reason it's like that is because it's in actual fact some people i've connected with more often yeah for the mm -hmm. last year because it's like okay let's make this absolute concerted time to do this yeah. and also when it also because when little projects are coming up and as and dan says like that's very kind of him to say because like i i have full-time work so as i say it's not the and where I, li I live where i work so i have those things so being able to say yes i'm gonna pay for to see this show or i'm gonna like put some money towards this for that thing but also then it coming back around and people saying we'd love you to do this or this and just being able to connect with people and say okay i know you'd be good for this and you'd be good for that all of our connections that we've built up over the last five six years we're all they're all being cashed in in different ways mm. but with like with with so much love it's not in cashed in as in like we owe each other this it's that we want to lift everyone up with us so we're all at this same level no matter what the background is what our financial situation is let's keep doing these things and as dan says time is just as important as money in a lot of the sense like giving people the recommendation helping people with scripts reading things for people putting things forward even just sharing like our friend sam is phenomenal at sharing opportunities um things like he's especially around now he has been amazing with people helping with their taxes um and putting out and also just doing like mental health check-ins mm. Like, and he does that so much and you see it on Facebook, on the groups or just randomly messaging. And it encourages me to just check in with people as well. And actually, sometimes it, you're not a bad person if you have to be reminded. But like, even then, like with, with, um, with, the, with, uh, I know we've, we've talked about it, but with more rats, like Dan messaged me and was like, hey, can we like follow people on Twitch? And I was like, I've never even logged on before. And he was like, let me take you through it step by step. So it's not a chore for yeah. you. And I was like absolutely fine whatever i can do to help i'm just not very good at it and now i'm like great it's been set up and like if i can help in that tiny way but also saying i can help you to make it easy for everyone to do those are little things that you don't have to do you can just say could you do it and then see what happens but if you care enough to say i know you're not great at this liam which is like dan in the kindest way was like do you need me to send you a youtube instructional video and i was like yes please and he did and i Amazing. did it full know? disclosure that was for i did that for a lot of people not <laughs> yeah. because but but because also you know people people have got time but also you you want to make things gentle for everyone yeah, at the don't moment stress because, anyone it, because out. of no like you know you don't want to you don't like you know that's that's why I, that's what i love about you know how chilled it was to to bring all of us together and and uh, on Absolutely. this because you know people people are being People are being incredibly, incredibly kind to each other at the moment because you need to be. Mm. I genuinely don't think that I can end this on a nicer note than that. 
I'll be completely honest. So I think we'll probably like, we should probably wrap this up. And I think ending it on, let's just be kind to everybody is probably the nicest place that we can possibly end it. So um, wholesome. I know. Well, you know, sometimes we've <laughs> Who'd got have to thought try. at the end of all this would be a wholesome ending? Sometimes <laughs> it happens. So moral of the story is one, <laughs> Bant's Quest. Liam, can you drop, like, please tell us a, a URL for people to go to if they want to get involved. So if you go to uh, buckbuckgames.com and you uh, you go onto the online games, that's where all of those are found with Bant's Quest and all of and all of the rest. We are on Twitter and Instagram, and I did a podcast recently where I got them all wrong, but I know it's <laughs> Buck, Buck, Buck Games UK on Twitter and Buck Buck Games on Instagram now because I remembered it. We will um, obviously put all the links in the podcast description on our Yeah, Instagram. please do. If yeah, I've got yeah, them wrong again, else. then just put them in the link. Check the link rather than <laughs> listen to me. I do know Mr. Bliss Official, 100% yeah. know about that one. But um, yeah, like go to the Buck Buck Games um, for that and they've got loads of options and stuff. But yeah, do some Bance Quest. Come and um, have a night out with us. Please do, honestly, guys. I said this before, but it was so much fun. It was about the closest you can get to a night out without actually being out, which obviously we can't do at the moment. And thank you, Liam. Thank you, Dan, so much for taking the time to come and chat to us and for creating the things that you create and giving us fun and hope and things to to entertain us at, like now more than ever. Oh, absolute pleasure yeah mate thanks for uh, having us guys and thank you for you know for put for putting this out there and for always always or uh, i'm in awe of the amount that you guys support the immersive community like Aww. it's it's really quite amazing thank you so something constructive that i can do <laughs> <laughs> constructive and destructive at the same time yeah exactly. <laughs> this is all balance. your fault i've got to balance <laughs> i've got to balance out the nice things by doing evil things Oh, spoken like a true politician. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do well as the assistant mayor. Oh, no. Anyway, thank you guys so, so much. We'll be back soon with another episode about something else immersive and fun that you guys can get up to. Liam, Dan, thank you so much. Let's say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Hi, Liam. <laughs> <laughs>